Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today we're talking with author Heather Hopp, author of Knights in Training, 10 Principles for Raising Honorable, Courageous, and Compassionate Boys. Heather is the mother of three knights in training and a spunky little princess. She wants to raise children who will make a difference in this world as an educator, writer, and popular conference speaker. She inspires parents to pursue a loving and holistic approach to education and parenting. She's taught in a variety of settings, ranging from preschool nature classes all the way up to college biology labs, and now homeschools her four children. She lives in the Dallas area with her family and writes at www.heatherhaupt.com. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Heather Hopp. Hi, Janine. How are you? Great. I love the whole premise of your book. Could you tell me what inspired you to write it? Well, my boys inspired me to write it. So I um, come from a family of all girls, and I was a tomboy, so I totally thought I got boys. (laughs) And then I had three of them, and I realized, whoa, we're way different. And I was also looking out at what's happening at the culture at large, and I'm seeing that boys increasingly are rude and crude and they are having this sort of failure to launch and they're not doing well statistically speaking moving out into adulthood and I knew I wanted something different for my sons I wanted them to be men that have respect for other people that have respect for themselves yes and that are equipped to move out successfully into adult life so they're not dependent on other people but they're actually in a position where they can help others So you're basically seeing these typical boys as, and I see it too, you know, rude and crude and also not really having a drive. Yeah. Yeah, and so I started backtracking going, they have no drive, they hate learning, and they're just content to live in the basement and play video games. What's wrong? And so as I start looking back at how we're educating boys, and I start looking at myself and being brutally honest, I didn't understand boys. And so they bring a level of energy and and just boyishness mm-hmm. that we can sort of look at and go, can't you just be calmer? Can't you be tame? Can't you sit still? And so I think in many ways we sort of squash that drive before it even has a chance to get going. Right. And so what I'm making the appeal for in my book is learning to hone in on what makes our boys uniquely boy. And then how can we utilize that to propel them towards a life of meaning and purpose and learning to sort of civilize those boyish drives into appropriate avenues so that they can flourish as adults. You know what really struck a chord with me? And that's beautiful, by the way, what you just said. But I was thinking, I feel like Heather really wants parents and boys to kind of disconnect from the media and technology and get out there and play Almost like the way things used to be, like when my dad was little, like they went out and they did things and they they weren't so connected to, as you said, staying in the basement playing video games. Right. And when we give boys adventures to live in everyday life and real experiences where they're able to move their bodies and engage with everything that's in them because they have all of this energy and desire to do that, we're helping them to engage and connect with real life and to start recognizing, hey, I don't have to escape to video games to be the hero. I have opportunities every day to be the hero to somebody. Right. I love how you talk about in the book, Honor the Imagination. 
And you talk about different types of games that normally we think, oh, you don't want them playing with imaginary swords or archery. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we have this mistaken notion that if boys play with weapons, they're going to somehow grow up to be these violent psychopaths. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's just not true. And so we need to not vilify a boy's desire to do that. We need to recognize why are they wanting to do this. And as long as we're providing them good stories and not you know, horribly violent shows or media, they're going to naturally gravitate towards turning that stick into a sword, and they're going to engage in play battles, but why? And if we look at it, they're connecting with that inner desire to be the hero in their story, and they're working out, do I have what it takes to be the hero? I love that. I do this. And so when we start to recognize that in our sons, it gives us an appreciation for their battle play, and we recognize the value that they're working out those strength of character lessons, like do I have what it takes, can I step up and do the right thing, even if nobody else is doing it, even if it's dangerous, and even if it means I put my life on the line for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're also focusing on the fact they need to build strong morals and have some kind of grounding in life, and, and it's great. Yeah. Yes, boys want to know why, and so when we give them whys, don't just do it because mom said so, although sometimes we have to pull that on them, but we, we connect it with this is why. We speak the truth because it, it helps everybody around us, and it helps you. You get stuck in a web of lies the more you go down that path, and that's the path of a coward. Don't go there, son. And once we start painting this picture and a vision for what it means to walk in the right path, then we start giving them the desire and the drive to make those difficult decisions to do the right thing. No, that's beautiful. Now, I have girls, and uh, one has done a ton of community service, and she's very compassionate, and she she did uh, this whole experience with different nonprofits. And how do, you, how do you cultivate compassion in boys? Is it more challenging? What's that like? Again, I think if we boil it down to learning how to speak their language, mm -hmm. we boys are just as capable of compassion and empathy as as girls are, but they need maybe a little more help. So I think girls tend to be a little more intuitive on that, okay. and they pick up on things quicker. And boys, they're not bad people. They just need a little bit more help. And so even pointing out. And so when we would be in a situation like at the park, they'd say, oh, you know, that, that child over there looks lonely. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, you can step in and be the hero right now by just going over and saying hi and inviting him to come play with your friends. Right. And he goes, oh, I can be the hero? And so he'll go do it. So it's not that he was a bad kid. He just didn't see the need out there. And so he needed someone else to say, hey, you can step in and do this. And so we just we need to be looking for opportunities to do that. And then as our kids get older, tapping into what is it that you enjoy doing and looking for opportunities to, to serve in those capacities. I love what your daughter's doing. Oh, thank you. It's it's just grown and grown. I feel like once you start introducing your kids to community service and just, you know, doing things that involves empathy and compassion, it just grows and they get more and more ideas. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Frozen. What, what do you have against Frozen? So, we watched Frozen. I've watched it. The music's amazing. Um, but I talk about in my book about the importance of mindful media consumption. And so this goes beyond just what is this rated and am I okay with this level, my kids seeing this level of violence or hearing this kind of language, 
to looking at what are the messages that are being conveyed. And so when we look at Frozen, we see, I mean, as a mother of boys, I look at how are the men portrayed in this. And we see the two main characters are either sort of bumbling and lazy, <laughs> True. And no drive in life, yeah. or power hungry and evil. Like, those are the only alternatives. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can even see at the end, like, it's not even, like, compelling. Like, the girl doesn't even really want to... It, it's just... It's this complicated thing because why would you fall in love with that? It's just, it's nuanced. And so I look at that and we watched it. My daughter loves it. Um, she sings all the songs. Mm-hmm. But we don't make this a regular part of our diet. Yes. Um, so both my, my sons and my daughter is I don't want my daughter to think that's normal. And sure. Go, well, which one do I want? Do I want the bumbling, lazy fool or do I want the power-hungry, evil guy? Neither. You know, those... There's no, neither. Yes. I don't want either of those. Right. And I don't want my boys to think that that's normal. And so we don't, I don't shelter them. We watch stuff, but we talk about it. And then I try to limit those things and really look for um, movies and shows that portray both men and women in really good, a good light. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you're talking to somebody that when I used to read Cinderella and there's, you know, Happily Ever After, I say, well, actually, she went off to college first, <laughs> and then she got a great job, and then she spent time getting to know the prince before she married him. So, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't follow that formula either. So, yeah. How do you Find raise stories? You have to latch onto those. Oh, I know. How do you raise independent boys when it doesn't seem like some boys are growing up? Part of it is we have to be intentional to shape the culture in our own home. So we give our boys very clear expectations. So we want our boys, our children in general, to know that we love them unconditionally and we have high expectations. And our, our boys, our kids will rise to meet that, especially when it's coupled with a loving home. And so we do that and then we give them real work to do. So our children should be taking an active part in the home and doing chores. And it's not like they're going to grow up and, and not have to do anything. We work all the time, paying bills, cleaning this, repairing that. And so we want to bring our children into, this is just part of living as a family, is we all play a role to keep the family going. And so we want to give our children good work. We want to communicate respect to our kids, that we respect how they're wired, where they're gifted, and we really respect when they work hard and apply themselves. And as we communicate those to our boys and start painting a vision for the future, it's, it's going to help. No, that makes sense. For some reason, I'm thinking back, my dad used to always jump up and do the dishes after dinner because his dad did it. And that was his role model. And I think we have to be strong role models for our kids big time. Yes. Yes. And that's what this book is about, is really just being intentional and entering into life with our kids and helping them navigate through it. So whatever life throws at you individually, because it's going to look different for all of us, stepping in and helping our kids navigate that so that they know what to do and they know how to, to walk through life successfully. And when we do that, we set them on a path to being independent and going out and knowing what to do with life, how to do it well. Uh, before we wrap, I have a couple of the questions. You talk about the role of faith, how it's very essential. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, when we look at 
the knights historically, the code of chivalry was really rooted in faith in God. And the reason for that is that belief in God gives us a reason to live outside of ourselves, and it gives us a reason to live with virtue and a reason to live with purpose because we recognize that there is an authority outside of ourselves or whomever happens to be in charge. And this is why we recognize injustice when it occurs, because we're like, no, that's not right. Yes. That's not the right way to do things, and we are going to work hard to overthrow that because that's tyrannical. And so it gives us the, um, the bravery, the conviction to step into these situations and make a difference. And then when we recognize God appropriately and His love for us, the natural outpouring should be, and again, we have to carefully model this as parents, that when God loves us, we then extend that love to other people. So we need to extend love and respect to everyone around us, no matter how different they are, no matter if they look different, no matter what they contribute to society, they have value because they're human. And so we want to just hammer this home with our kids over and over again. And when they recognize the role that God plays in their lives, it makes that easier. I have to ask, the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out. Did you while you were raising your kids, while they were little, did you find yourself completely overwhelmed, or did you handle it pretty well? Depends on the moment <laughs> to go from, I am awesome, to, oh my gosh, someone's going to take my mom card away from yes, me. Yes, yes. And, and that's just the nature of parenting. Of There's course. ups and downs, and it's crazy hard and beautiful all at the same time. Any advice for people that are going through kind of a funk with you know, raising boys or girls? Yeah. I would encourage you, when I go through funk, I look forward, and I just, I start, I step back, and I try to think of the big picture, so instead of the difficulty and the challenge that I'm facing right now, I step back and go, okay, where have we come from, where are we going, and recognize that we're in progress, and that our kids are in progress, and yes. that helps change my perspective, and it gives me patience Yes. for this process of growing up, and this process of learning how to parent, because there's no perfect parent, and we're just sort of learning on the go. I agree. And sometimes we need to take our own time out and just step away and go do something, like jump in the pool, go take a walk, just kind of, yes. you know, take care of ourselves. Yeah, there have been times I actually send my kids to their room, and they're like, what? Are you in trouble? I'm like, no, mom needs a time out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just need to calm down and step away and compose myself. Exactly. Um, yeah. Beautiful. It's me, not them. Oh, I know. Where can people find out more about you? So you can find out more about me on my website, heatherhops.com. And from there, you'll find links to my social media. I love to hang out over on Instagram and Facebook. Very cool. And then my book is available anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Heather, thank you so much for calling in. I really enjoyed talking to you, and this book is great. So thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Heather. Take care. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.